Hi, Reverend. Good afternoon. Come in. Can I take your coat? No. Thank you. I've got it. You know Mary's pregnant. Yes, I know. How old are you? 46. 33. <laughs> That's how old my child will be in 2050. You'll be 81. <laughs> the world is changing so fast, Reverend. Did you see the Oscar nominations? Black Panther, a Marvel movie, got nominated for Best Movie. And have you seen the tomato meter on Bohemian? He went on to explain that the tomato meter had Bohemian Rhapsody at 62% and Vice at 64%. Michael is so full of despair and dry of hope. How can I bring a child into the world knowing that things will only get worse? Can't you look at the Black Panther nomination as a good thing? It shows growth in that all films, no matter what, have a chance to be nominated. And the audience score for Bohemian Rhapsody is 89%, showing that the Academy is beginning to side with the average moviegoer. It still doesn't explain Vice, but it seems the Academy is moving forward. But there's more though, Reverend. How can the Academy justify not nominating actors and actresses that make clear sacrifices for their roles? Look at these pictures. Michael pointed at a picture of Toni Collette and explained her performance in the film Hereditary. He then showed me another picture of Thomas and Mackenzie and Ben Foster and explained the effort they put forth in Leave No Trace. I must admit that I began to lack faith in the Academy when I saw that Ethan Hawke was not nominated for his performance in First Reformed. A sense of dread and sorrow instantly washed over me. How bad will these nominations be in 2050? How can I help to make a change? Michael rambled on, and his words blurred in my mind, amalgamating with the blowing of the wind and the chirping of the birds. But there's more How can I bring a child? and welcome to the formula of film well we're tr we're trying something uh, <laughs> a little bit new it's something that i actually i kind of had an idea of um when i first started this podcast but i was looking around at other podcasts or other like things and seeing that people were kind of doing it but um anyways this series is going to be entitled what the fuck did we just watch for yes. The children out there, WTF, did we just watch? 
That's very uh, nice of you. <laughs> yeah. After I already yeah, swore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's basically, I'll just explain it a little bit. It's basically going to be us talking about what's weird in cinema and kind of maybe well, explaining why it worked or didn't work. So the say? way, yeah, I was going to say, um, so... I, the way I thought of this, well, and I could be wrong because you're the one who thought of this segment, is it's an, a movie that is generally normal <laughs> and then has an extremely odd scene in it, which there are, if you think about it, there are a lot of movies that have that. Um, and, and maybe if you're a first-time watcher of the movie, which for this particular movie that we're talking about, I only watched it one time. So it was definitely a, what the fuck did I just watch moment. Um, we want to break it down and discuss why the, the scene was actually in this film. And it wasn't just like kind of thrown in there just to be thrown in there. Yeah. Type of thing. And no, I, th- I think, is that what you wanted to go for? It's definitely the majority of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's okay if we talk about just the weird in general, but I really like the idea of talking about film that's kind of hyper realistic because this this film is starts off super fucking real. We're we're talking about first reformed, um, and it's yeah, it starts off really weird, uh, real like it seems like something that could happen in real life, and some crazy shit happens toward the end. But anyway, I, I, I'd say the entire movie, with the exception of maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, basically. Is, no, is, seriously. is very super It's probably realistic. not even 15 minutes. It's probably like eight minutes. <laughs> really? In the I'd end. say maybe seven. Yeah, maybe. Maybe lower. Maybe four. No. <laughs> but anyways, we're talking about First Reformed, and this uh, film was directed and written by Paul Schrader, and he he's probably most well-known for writing Taxi Driver, um, which is known to be a classic Scorsese film. Um, and the main character is Toller, who is played by Ethan Hawke, who, in my opinion, is absolutely phenomenal and one of my favorite performances of 2018. And it's tragic that he was not nominated, in my mm. opinion, but that's all right. Um, yeah, he did do a very good job. This is just a really interesting character. But um, anyways, so I'll, exp- I'll explain it a little bit. Um so basically, First Reformed is about this priest who's who's seems pretty sick, um, and he happens across this couple where wait 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 you said sick you mean like like he's, he's physically like ill like he's, he's dying. dying yeah he's, he's not he's, like sick ripping into people or no 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 I just, I just like wanted di- to clarify yeah, just in case someone's he's, like oh he's sick he's gross no, no he's like physically <laughs> ill. Okay. And he's like right. he seems to be dying, right. um, and he happens across this couple who go to a hit, one of his uh, go to his church, which is called First Reformed, and go to one of his masses, and um, the couple or the the wife Mary wants um, him to speak with her husband, so he speaks with her husband and his or. Uh, 
Mary's husband is this guy who is like really into the environment and he's just like just afraid really super afraid for the future and I think Toller kind of grabs onto this guy's thought process well so one thing and I was reading a little bit about the movie I just want to uh, interject real quick um, the guy Toller he already has doubts about things um, oh yeah that is as a priest he already has doubts about various things within the religion itself um, mm-hmm. and he's he's writing a diary throughout I, I forget what the diary is all about is he just he's just it's, keeping track of his thoughts he's, and he's wants to see his thought process over a year I think or something like that and he's mm-hmm. just documenting and then he said he's gonna cut his he's gonna cut it up and then burn it or whatever so there's no existence of the journal but I think he's writing he his mind is not at ease like like you said right. he has doubts about the religion and doubts about himself I think as a human being so because he is a he's a he's a reverend but he is also I think he thinks he's kind of a bad person so yeah um, because I, I I so I think one reason why I think that is is because it stems from he sent his he told his son to go to war. Yeah, because he was a military or, man before. Or go into the army, and he died. And in, he died in, in, Iraq. in war. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's got a lot of guilt there, and I think he can't forgive himself for that. Even mm. though he tries to, like, tell the guy that, like, you know, because the, the guy, uh, Mary is pregnant, and the guy wants to get an abortion because he thinks the world will be so fucked up and by... 2050 that it's not worth bringing a kid into this world right and he's like how can like i tell my child that i knew this was going to happen you know um and then toller's like well i can tell you just based on experience basically that taking a child out of this world or seeing a child leave this world is much worse than bringing a child into this world basically right um so yeah, he Toller has these doubts, and he kind of latches on to this guy's thought process, basically, which is we're fucking up the environment, and it needs to stop. Like humans need to stop doing this. And he goes down this kind of spiral, and he, the guy, he finds a little bit about this guy. He, the guy, created a or built a uh, suicide jacket, and they don't really know what he was going to do with it, but Toller kind of comes up with an idea later on of what he wants to do with it because he starts seeing that the he starts seeing that the church is kind of corrupt and they're kind of in on destroying the environment and right he he just i think he feels guilt in it and he feels uh that they don't care about what he has to say and they don't care even give a fuck about him and that's why they put him in first reform to, to begin with because it's a small church where no one really goes to and stuff like that right and oh well and the other thing is uh the church itself um, the church that kind of handles the first reformed church, uh, called abundant life, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, um, it's not owned, but it's very, uh, well funded by a big corporation or industry, mm-hmm. um, that later is found out, uh, pollutes the environment very much. Yeah. So and that, that is a key point. Yeah. And they know that they pollute the environment and they don't really give a fuck. 
Right, and um, they kind of want to hide it. They, they uh, want to hide it, but ways. they yeah, but yeah, they're but they they know. try to hide it to the public because uh, there's several times throughout the movie um, where they actually say they are environmentally friendly, but they are not. So yeah. they they the one of the th- uh, interesting things about the movie itself, and I think it sort of adds to this scene that we're going to be talking about, is um, even though this. Uh, company seems to be good on the forefront it's 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 all a ruse like it's it's um trying to support this church just so it looks like it's a great thing and it also lies they also lie a lot saying that they help the environment a lot by doing various things and it's all it's all a lie mm-hmm. um so uh it, it it's it it was an interesting movie <laughs> it is an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically, let's lead up to the scene is, so he's learning all this. He's he's doubting himself. He's doubting everything about life in general and what's going on. And he goes on this downward spiral. But he forms a relationship with Mary. Um, and so there's a scene where she, I think she goes over to his place. Yes. She goes over to his place. No, uh, no, she visits him. Yeah, she's she visits him at his little. Oh, I thought you said you went. He no. went over to her. No, place. no, no. She goes over to his place. I misheard that. And, um, she talks about this thing that her and her husband used to do, where they would like basically come together, and it was a beautiful thing. Like it well, wasn't they'd smoke like, a joint too, they'd but smoke they a didn't joint, smoke. But, no, they, they didn't. didn't smoke a joint. Uh, the the, the priest and her didn't smoke no. a joint, but she said that that's what they used. Yeah, to Yeah, she they said smoked that, a joint, then, and then they just kind of hovered on top kind of, of each other in this very strange manner. Yeah. That so going. so basically, and then Toller's like, "Well, do you do you want to do that?" And she's like, "You know what? Yeah, I do." And. Uh, so she tells him what to do. He lays his back flat on the floor, and he holds his arms out, and then she lays uh, belly first on top of him and puts her hands in his hands, and then they, like, have their face really close to each other, and they just listen to each other breathe. And it's beautiful moment. It's 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 tear-jerking, <laughs> and that is actually the, enti- the entire scene. Like, them breathing together it really is. is haunting, and that's why we wanted to talk about that. And then, <laughs> yeah. the, then the scene goes to black. It's just yeah, very it weird. Yeah, it just fades to black, and that's the end of the movie. But no, <laughs> no. Um, so basically, they're doing this, and it's, I mean, in my opinion, like, it's a, it's a human thing. It's, it's a little weird right. to start off, but it's a human thing, and it's interesting in and of itself that they're doing this Mm -hmm. but then while this is happening they levitate off the ground (laughs) so it's just so to set it up this whole this movie feels so real like it is steeped in reality there's for the most part no soundtrack it's um yeah it just feels like something real happening and then so then they start levitating and flying around and there's pictures of it starts off as beautiful environment like mountains and well the universe actually you, oh, it starts up, off they and fly up in into the, the sky <laughs> they're in the stars and then the stars turn into uh, mountains with the stars and they're flying over these beautiful mountains and landscapes and stuff like that and then it starts turning into waste like 
tires and just shit that's been sitting around and just pollution factories, and yeah. factories with smoke and and you see like this like expression on Toller's face he like because her hair like flops down at one point yeah weirdly, <laughs> weirdly flops into his face it took a long time for that hair to it was, flop down uh, too. like in my opinion it was awesome because it was so weird and unexpected like this hair just, yeah it does it just like like, <laughs> right out okay. of his and it yeah, flops it over weird. and then he pushes that obviously there was it was intentional that they put the hair there but right. he but he pushes the hair off the side of his face and then you see this like distressed look on his face as he's uh, as he's thinking about these environments because i think it's supposed to be in his <laughs> mind of what he's seeing like while he's with her calming him and seeing these beautiful environments and stuff like that and then it's like then his real thoughts come back to him this like mm-hmm. anxiety of life and how fucked up things have been and how fucked up things are going to get it comes back to him in this moment and he sees this and it's this fear back in him and it is a, it's a really just weird scene and it's it happens and it just throws you off, it, especially if it's the first time you've seen it. If it's the first right. time you've watched that movie, it will throw you off because it just seemingly doesn't fit because it's so right. realistic. And then there's this absolutely surreal moment. Right. Um, and for me, when I first saw it, I was definitely thrown off. And I was like, that was weird as fuck. But you know, you know, there's there's obviously an intent behind it, an intention to throw something weird like that. Also, I have to make note: I couldn't make it out. But when he's flying over at the end, there's boats, and there's a dude mm-hmm. inside one of the boats. And I can't tell if it's him or if it was the if it was Mary's husband. Probably Mary's husband because uh, he was. Oh, he he threw his he, ashes he, over the boats. Yes. Yeah, yeah so it's supposed to be Mary's. Hu- I think it is supposed to be Mary's husband. He's in this boat, right? <laughs> and it looks weird. <laughs> it looks weird. Like it just looks weird. It doesn't make any sense. Well, the, the supposed- other strange thing about this portion of the movie is it almost feels like they're like flashing things in front of in front of your eyes, like almost not they're not flashing it but it's almost like trying to be like a subliminal message within this movie um i i don't know that's what i sort of felt it to be like clockwork orange or something yeah like a clockwork orange type of thing yeah i mean i think the where they were where where they were trying to do that i know that he was also uh i think he was feeling a lot of uh like attachment to this girl and mm-hmm. at first at first he uh it felt extremely magical and type of uh, I, I think this this scene has multiple meanings because he had this son as well um who died like we said before and i think that that has something to play in this too because uh his relationships sort of and in tragedy (laughs) yeah Uh, uh, the relationship with his son ended in death and then another relationship he 
sort of had with this um, woman in the church just failed too. It wasn't a very good relationship. It didn't fail, uh, end in tragedy, but it just didn't uh, come to fruition anywhere. And I, I think that that scene may have also been alluding to that as well. I don't know, but that's <laughs> sort of how I felt. Well, I think... Because they, they were having a very intimate moment yeah, as well. Well, I think what it is, is it starts off and he's very calmed by this, by Mary. Like, right. he's just very calmed by her presence because obviously I think he loves her. And, and I think vice versa she's called by him and they just have this like connection so when they do that it starts off and it's beautiful for him because he's in this moment of connection with mary but the moment breaks when he pulls the hair off and he because he obviously has like ptsd and stuff like that Mm. he's like that that's just what i think because he was in the military and stuff like that so this anxiety hits him and then it's the anxiety of the world falling apart and the pollution hitting and well it also could be the veil like he's lifting a veal um that too yeah i like a shroud of of it's like 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 the like the church itself yeah church itself uh the abundant life which he he comes to find out a lot of things about this abundant life that (laughs) he doesn't really like yeah and i mean at first glance of any church you probably are like, oh, it's very good because it's a church. But if you lift the veil, you might see the bad things a part of it. And I think that uh, I didn't even realize the hair. Uh, I did. Yeah. I knew the hair fell down. It's like a mask. But I didn't. I didn't realize he moved the hair to. Yeah, he to, does. To see moved. more of the bad stuff. When the and bad stuff saw... hits, he's moving the hair. So yeah, like I think you're right about that. I think that I de- that that is definitely an idea of like, hey, this like beauty is covering him up, and it's like a mask almost. And now he's removing the veil and seeing the truth of what's happening, basically. Right. He's uncovering or, the truth, or what he thinks is the truth. Right, and and one of the things that he constantly says is, um, well, like, why would God forgive us? Or what? A, he kept saying something about God forgiving us for all of like the for pollution what we've done. and yeah. for what we've done, killing the planet, sort of thing. Yeah, will God forgive us that, for this? That emanated in him when that uh, when the guy said that to him, he was like, "How can God forgive us for right. for destroying this planet?" And then he kind of says something back to him, which is like, I don't know if God can forgive us, but we just have to live day to day. <clears throat> but then later on, I think that really st- stuck with him was like, dude, how can God forgive us? We are totally this beautiful planet that he put in front of us. We are fucking up and knowingly fucking it up and not doing anything about it. Like we're sitting, right. like the majority of people are sitting here knowing scientific it's been scientifically proven that we are polluting the world and destroying the environment and nobody is really like it's kind of a big thing but nobody's really doing anything about it and i think he's like just he's thinking if i believe in god how is god going to forgive me how is- right and and all that all that is supposedly good is not even caring about this situation either and i think that hits him hard as well i also think he is kind of a representation of humans and the earth because he's 
over time, he's violently polluting his body with toxins, like just throwing alcohol into his system. At one point, he mixes fucking whiskey and Pepto-Bismol, and it looks like a fucking... Like it's sludge, just gross sludge, things. like oil, and like I love, I love that shot because they really focus. He really Schrader really focused on it, where it's like he pours it in there, and it's like if you poured oil into water or something, you know, yeah. like you'll mm-hmm. see it just like sitting there, and he fucking, yeah. and so he's putting this nastiness into his body, like we're just dropping into like polluting the earth, basically. So I think he kind of represents this like falling ill. Mm, of of mm-hmm. earth and just like the, the desolation of it and the downfall of it and and like and in his mind he's like okay i gotta strap on this fucking vest and blow all these culprits up and maybe that's like um like a volcano or something that earth would do and be like hey i need to i need to fucking volcanically erupt and destroy some people because there needs to be <laughs> like right. some kind of well, give here, you know. Well, here's the other thing, and I and I just realized this thinking about this. He uh, he went to Abundant Life, and they sat in like a, a a counseling room where like people sit in a circle and talk about certain things. Mm-hmm. And he the the one teenager, which he uh, there's a scene afterwards where you can tell he's visibly affected by what this teenager says is. The teenager pretty much says, why do we keep turning the other cheek? What? Why do we do this? Like, mm-hmm. uh, he, he said, Christians are, are just a bunch of losers because we're just sitting there turning the other cheek. He said, Jesus didn't turn the other cheek, like it said in the Bible. Why are we turning the other cheek? And I think that affects him a lot. Yeah. Because later on, like you're saying, he straps on the bomb vest saying, we shouldn't be turning the other cheek. We should be fighting back and doing what we can do to fight back. Um, and I think when he realizes and sees all this nastiness when they're, when they're floating and levitating in the sky or wherever they're levitating, um, then he realizes that something actually needs to be done. He needs to fight back. Mm -hmm. And that's why he puts on this, this this vest it's it, it and and plans on killing a bunch of people who he feels um are directly contributing to killing the earth yeah um, so do you want to talk about the ending now yeah so let's talk about the ending so basically he's ready to do this he he tells mary don't go to this uh thing because he obviously he doesn't want her to be blown up <laughs> um so he tells her not to go and then he puts the vest on and is ready to ready to roll and then he looks out and he sees Mary come to it and now he's just losing it. He's really losing it and he's he takes the vest off and he puts barbed wire around his body. <laughs> he ties himself in barbed wire. <laughs> And I then don't understand he, any of this. Well, I, you know what? I think it's because he represents Earth, and he's destroying himself. Because then he's he's going to drink Drano. He pours Drano, and he's just, I think he's just like, I'm going to die. I'm going to kill myself right now. Yeah, but I don't like understand the barbed wire. What was the point? Like, he could have just drank the Drano and died. 
you have to well, put yeah. the barbed wire well, on. It's, it's, oh my god! It was just, yeah, that was crazy. But it, I mean, that be, goes along. It's a with metaphor this one, for something, probably like the the crown of thorns or something like that. Right, um, probably. But it, I I felt it, it went along with this theme of what the fuck did we just watch? Because oh, absolutely. <laughs> because even though we said we were going to talk about one scene, this scene is very odd too. Like it's extremely. It's just weird. like. This guy's taking this barbed wire, and he literally wraps it around himself. It's just very, very yeah. disturbing. Oh, it is extremely disturbing, and there's the music. So basically the whole movie oh, doesn't have music. like any soundtrack <laughs> at all toward the, toward the end when these last couple scenes hit, and then this like really fucked up noise, like a horror film. Is just going on. It's a lady's know. voice singing. Oh but... no, that her singing at the end. Well, there's like there's oh, like horror mo- that and then voice. her singing that that song of. Uh, You're right. I, it is a horror. The, I forget what the leaning, song. Is. Leaning. Leaning. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Her and voice it, obviously, the song me means the the song means something for the end as well, um, because he's he's sacrificing his blood, right. which is what part of the song says um and so he does all this shit he pours a cup of drano and he's about to drink the drano and then and it looks disgust like it It looks like disgusting sludge that you that people throw away in a fucking river or something or in the lake or something you know like pollute pollution obviously Mm -hmm. um and then He's about to drink it, and he turns over, and Mary's in the room with him, and then he drops the Drano, and then they come together, and they do this weird – it's a really weird make-out scene, and the camera <laughs> the camera spins around them. And the, one of the cool things about that scene, though, is that the whole movie is stationary camera. The camera is mm-hmm. always stationary and set on a scene. I mean, there's a couple – sweeping cameras but they don't move very fast um and then that scene it's a camera one shot that just spins around them as they're doing this awkward <laughs> kiss and, <laughs> that spinning camera crazy yeah it's just really interesting and it is definitely what the fuck did i just watch when you watch because the the scene goes on and it basically um cuts off and just ends like that scene felt like it was 10 minutes long like it was a good scene but that i it's I, only like I cannot, two minutes long only like i cannot minutes. stop saying that leaning song oh, yeah, is stuck I mean, in my head because that lady's voice yeah is and they did that i mean crazy. obviously it was done on purpose because she kind yeah. of is like <laughs> that character is one of those people who's just like she seems like a good person but you kind of don't like her you know right yeah just like and, him where you just like you, you almost feel like she's like a, she's like a cringe character, you know. Well, it's he like... fe- he feels real, but she she does like, I I I don't know how many people have been to various churches or whatever, but whenever I've gone to a church, there's that one person that you're just like, there's they seem nice, but there's something with them. Well, and there's this that is what this girl is she's like that church lady that you're like she seems nice but if i met her outside she's probably a bitch well (laughs) you know what she seems like to me she seems like that lady that just want like she just wants to feel like she's contributing to something right 
She's not like, actually doing it for the right purpose yeah, or what it's supposed to be the purpose of. She's almost wanting to feel loved in some way. In some way, yeah. And, she, and, and, and that's, why he, that's why he hates – he kind of later on says he hates her. He tells yeah, he's her like, right I, to her face. I fucking despise you. Right. And <laughs> – and, and she kind of deserves it because she's almost like she's like a sellout she's, to this other she's, church. Yeah, she's, she's trying like, to find love anywhere that she can, and she's like a sellout to a- she's anything. Al- also, trying to force him to love her. You know, right, he's that's like, another thing. He's yeah. like, listen, I fucking told you that my past has created this. It's hard for me. He like he tell he's like I told you. You know, like I can't get into a relationship because that's just who I am, and I right. don't. And she just couldn't seem like a person who couldn't accept that, you know. Um, right. But, yeah. But, anyway, so we'll talk more about the spinning camera and them kissing. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely – and the leaning, because that goes in with, with what, it does, yeah. the, what's happening. So there's there's an idea that um, that is just, like, he's dying, and that's his last, like, final thoughts of death is like mm-hmm. him being with this calming woman or that's like or that's like going to heaven is like you're going to heaven and it's just like a beautiful long kiss you know mm-hmm. that you're just embracing the person that you love and that's the way the rest of your life will play out or or i mean it could be that really that's how it really ended he's there embracing he's falls in love and he's embracing the person that he loves and you know i doubt it that's the end i bet you're right it's because it's just as it's not as surreal as the other scene i would say but it's pretty damn surreal no it's very it's very surreal um and to me it would make more sense to be a reference to some not a reference but a but some sort of symbolism for something else like him dying that that to me that's what i felt too um i mean he's almost he's wearing his white gown instead of his black gown Mm -hmm. Uh, he decided to put on his white gown um which to me almost tells you that the he wore the black first and he's wearing the white it's almost like he's being reborn because he died yeah. Um, sort of thing and <clears throat> I think that's probably more likely uh, just because of everything that it was saying and and it and he did end up even though he didn't want to he did end up turning the other cheek he didn't he didn't kill everybody like he he was planning to um, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I think there's something to that as well um, yeah why he puts on the white he he instead of killing others, he let he makes himself suffer. Um, yeah, yeah. For the losses, he puts the it's like wire. it's it's just like I mean, if you if you know about religion, and I'm sure everybody's heard this story, uh, Jesus getting crucified. I mean, he did similar a similar thing where uh, he he bled for all the sinners, and mm-hmm. that's sort of what he's doing in this movie is instead of like Jesus is a godly figure he 
technically could have just smitten them, I guess. Um, and that's how this guy could have done it. He could yeah. have just just blew up everybody, but instead he realized that there's more to life than that. And that that was this girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, that's what I was representing is that there is hope in the world. Yeah, um, yeah, because she and, is and like he this... died. He's dying for her. Yeah, pretty much because she the is hope that's in the world. She definitely is hope because she is like she seems like everything that's good in the world basically she's right. she's it, she follows like she wants to save the environment and stuff and she has her own ideals and beliefs but she's also a religious person but she's not like you don't think she's like the like she's religious because she wants to be religious she's not religious because she thinks it's saving her you know like right she's re- religious because she truly believes in it and it's just like she's just a really wholesome person and right. i think he sees that in this woman he sees that she is like she is everything that is good in the world and that, that those are the people that you need to save and those are the people that you need to keep around and she's going to be raising a child so she's going to be teaching a child what her beliefs are, you know? So it's, it's, I think he, he sees that. And it is like, I think you're right when you, you compare him to the story of, of Christ, because like you said, he, he did have powers, obviously he had the power, he had the power of God inside of him. And he could have like, even the, the, his disciples were like, dude, what the hell, man? Like, why aren't you using your power to just stop this shit? Right, and he's like that. I'm not going to because people have to. See, I have to be an example, and people have to look at me and see that even if I am the son of God, I am a human being, and I right. can like I'm going to bleed for you, and I will I will suffer for all of you, you know. And he and he in the end decides that just by looking at her, and maybe same with Jesus, where his mom was there, and you know. Right. Mary exactly. Magdalene is there, and he's seeing these people. And maybe in there's moments where he's like, "Fuck this, I'm done. I'm gonna just, I'm breaking out of this." But then he sees them, and he's like, "I have to keep going because these are the people that I need to suffer for." Right. And, exactly. Um, and and her name is Mary. So hey, yeah. there, there could be a reason <laughs> that her name's Mary. And he sees Mary and changes his mind. You know, right. he sees this woman, and he's like instantly takes the vest off. Right. Exactly. When he sees her. Just well, inst- he he does take the vest off, but he is extremely he's distraught and upset distraught. about it. He's he distraught screams. because he wants to, he, he with wants, all of his might, wants to punish these people. He does, but, but think about Jesus probably because, felt, and too, that's you the know? same thing. Like yeah. this guy is being totally physically destroyed and just like no one believes him and all this stuff. And he's kind of the same way where these people don't believe in him. You know, they just don't believe in this guy. Like he, he's actually like, he, he's super smart and he knows like all this shit. Nobody, but Mary believes in him. Right. Exactly. And, um, and it is, I think there is like something there where it's like a little bit of a metaphor of, you know, between him and Jesus, where the parallel of suffering for the people and suffering for the ones that you love, which he does. And I do think the idea is he did kill himself at the end, but he, he goes to heaven because he decided to take his own life and suffer instead of taking other people's lives. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And I, I thought that was very powerful. Yeah. I, I think it's, 
I think it's hard to take in. It's very hard to take in because it's it's weird and it's strange to watch something that's so realistic turn into like an artsy film. You know, it's so hard to watch something that is it's feeding you everything. And then all of a sudden it tells you to interpret something, you know, so it's giving you this story. And that's why these scenes are really fucking cool, in my opinion, and why it, it this is really in my opinion what good a lot of good films do and it's hard to take in at first is they they give you something and then they allow you to interpret it because you can take it in different ways if you want like it doesn't have to be what we said or our idea it can be something else you know and just right. how it makes you feel in the moment because it doesn't say anything no like it's just showing you images of something like it shows you hit them flying and then it shows them spinning around and stuff. It's not saying he doesn't say that this is how it is, you know. So it's something to interpret, and I. It might not be as entertaining, but it's it's art, and it's it's allowing you to sit back and say, you know what, I should rewind that and watch that again and see what's going on here, you know. And it it begs for multiple multiple views, and right. I really and- I really love the movie. You know, yeah. I, I really enjoy it a lot, and I think Ethan Hawke did a phenomenal job, and Paul Schrader is, a, is an amazing director. But uh, what were you going to say? No, yeah, I thinking back on it, I, I actually enjoy the movie more. Like, I've, like I told you in the beginning, I've only watched this movie once. Um, and at first when I, coming into doing this podcast, I was like, eh, the movie was pretty good. Like, it was okay. Um, but now I actually like the movie a lot more because I thought about it more and all of the symbolism that it has and all the thought provoking mm-hmm. items in it. Like I didn't think that hard about it until we started talking about it. Um, and it makes this story even more interesting than it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Absolutely. And I think any film that is able to be thought provoking like that is, is extremely good and um, it is these artistic and surreal parts that make you think a little bit harder because they totally could have just had a scene where he just kind of talked about it yeah. and, had, and just kind of spilled exactly what they meant, uh, but they decided to show and not tell, uh, and that's usually way more powerful um, than anything because, like Steve had just said, uh, we are now talking about it and our ideas may not be right but it makes it interesting because we're we're actually talking about it and thinking our own idea you might think something else which makes it more interesting Mm -hmm. when everything's cut and dry it's kind of boring and that's why we we wanted to do these what the fuck did we just watches is because you discover more even with two simple scenes these scenes might make up seven minutes four minutes of the movie whatever we decided <laughs> was the right number i don't know <laughs> um but they are extremely thought-provoking and and totally changed the movie without those scenes we wouldn't be even really talking yeah about it would just be a regular movie not, and we wouldn't care you wouldn't care that much about it you know right we wouldn't be talking about it and we wouldn't even be thinking about what what are these things could mean so it's 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 cool to talk about and uh interesting yeah and i'll just say one thing and it, and this is something i heard from ethan hawk in an ethan hawk interview and it was 
just fucking really awesome and just it, it and i think it's a true statement about just art in general and he said um no matter if you hate a movie or love a movie a movie when you leave the theater and you're still thinking about that film and it just lingers with you right like he said that 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 movie's doing its job and i totally agree with him like i can hate a movie but if it lingers with me there's something behind it that right. that it might deserve another watch you know it might deserve like like i'm sure a lot of people went and watched first reform and were like i fucking despise that movie because it's weird and it's not like it's not what you think but maybe <clears throat> you might still despise it but i say hey give it another watch check check it out and like analyze it and try to see your what you what you think about those scenes or the entire movie in general yeah um, definitely give it a try and you might be a person who was like turned off by the uh, religious aspects of the movie but we can assure you that Steve and I are not extremely religious people. <laughs> and, I mean, we were, uh, we were raised Catholic. We were raised So we know Catholic. about Catholicism and we know about religion and stuff. I'm definitely not a religious person. Neither but... am I. And I believe that, uh, but I am still interested in the thematic things yeah. that, uh, it... that, that religion may tell you. And in this case, it does. And if you're turned off by religion... I would actually just give this movie another chance and think really hard about the themes that it is trying yeah. to uh, portray or uh, tell a story about. Yeah. And then, okay, so I guess we'll kind of finish up. There's a new little idea that I had going that I kind of want to do at the end of the episodes, and it would be, I haven't even told Kevin this yet, but it's, and it's what? something quick. <laughs> It'll just be us recommending a movie. Oh, like I thought a, a, you were going to say, we're going to say a prayer. No, we are going to say a prayer. Well, honestly, After you know all what? this talk. I'm not religious at all, but Catholicism and religion still actually just play a huge part in my life because I think sure. about I was raised about it, and I think about the stories yeah. and stuff, and I'm interested. But anyways, um, moving on from that. I just want to do a recommendation thing because maybe there's a movie that we recently watched that we're not going to talk about, but we want people to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have one. It I is, do too. It's a little bit older, and I think it maybe people a lot of people didn't like it so much when it first came out, and it would be King Kong from 2005, Peter Jackson's one. Um, I recently watched it. And I've decided that I just love the way Peter, outside of the Hobbit movies, I just love Peter. I don't like the Hobbit movies very much, but I love Peter Jackson's style. I love the Lord way. Lord of the Rings was good, though. Lord of the Rings is amazing. It's, I think, one of the best trilogies of films ever created. And I, well, I just think Peter Jackson is a phenomenal director in general. And what he does is he just, just the way that he shows things. But um, for me, King Kong takes a lot of the good things that he did in Lord of the Rings and, and uses those type of things. But I also think it's a, it's a really, I think it's just a really weirdly done movie in the fact that it knows that it's a movie, but it also tries to be realistic, which I think is just really weird and it's kind of messy, but I think it's better for that. And for me, I think it's, I actually think it's a masterpiece and I think people should watch it again. I fucking really liked it a lot. 
and I didn't like it very much the first time I watched it. I was like, that's kind of shitty. Twas, yeah. Twas Beauty that Killed the Beast, or it was Beauty that Killed the Beast at the end. And Twice. It, it works <laughs> perfectly the second time. It might be the third time I've watched it. I think it's the third, about the third time I've watched it. Third time's the charm. Third time is the fucking charm for that movie, <laughs> for me at least. I think it's a masterpiece, and I think if you didn't like it at first, but you like Peter Jackson stuff, give it a watch now. I think it, you might like it. I would also like to recommend a film. Uh, it's a little bit older as well, from the 30s. Uh, it's the original King Kong. <laughs> yes! <laughs> watch no. them back to back. Twas Beauty that killed the beast. Beauty no. That killed the beast. <laughs> no, actually, uh, the movie that I would like to recommend, because uh, I watched it on a flight and I was astounded by the movie. And it was a couple months ago that I watched it. Uh, Brazil. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's uh, about a dystopian society. It's, uh, I think, a late 80s film or something like that. No, it's it's, it's uh, early 80s. Early 80s? Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, it's like, it's, I think it's like 1981 or something, or 1980. It's got a British actor in it who plays the hero. Uh, it's it's more of a British film. Yeah, um, it's Terry Gilliam. Is that who that is? I don't did, know. It's a Terry Gilliam he's movie. He's in like – oh, Terry Gilliam's the he's guy He's the guy who, who uh, directed it. He's directed. He did Monty Python. And, right, yes. That I knew too. Uh, and but the the actor in it is an actor you'd probably recognize because he's in several different things. Yeah. He plays the um, uh, the dad in um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, he and he's a very good actor. If you've seen him, a bunch of different things. He's very good. That movie's uh, awesome. And that film is one, one of my favorite movies. Brazil. The first time I watched it, I. I feel the same way Steve does about that King Kong movie. I did not like it. Like, I didn't understand it because it's a confusing, very weird movie. It is fucking and, weird, man. And <laughs> it's got strange comedy that that's in it. Robert um, De Niro's in it, too. I think. Robert De Niro is also in it, uh, which is a very strange. He plays a very strange character in it. Uh, the movie itself is extremely strange. Yeah. But it's after the second watch, I, things started clicking, and it was extremely interesting movie and you should definitely watch it a lot of people have recommended it um and that's the actual reason i watched the movie but it was actually phenomenal when i watched it from start to finish so yeah brazil watch that movie it's good yeah i would say watch brazil too it's one of my favorite movies and the practical effects and everything are fucking brilliant and it's just weird and it's terry gilliam at his best so yeah check him out watch watch brazil Watch King Kong from the 30s, and also <laughs> watch King Kong 2005. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave you at that. And I, we, I appreciate you guys uh, listening, and I hope you yep. enjoyed our first episode of uh, What the Fuck Did We Just Watch? Yep. See you guys. I'll see you later. <laughs>